Hey, this is Chris Fafalius from the band Punchline. Uh, we're going to be playing at the Four Chord Music Festival on September 10th in Pittsburgh, and we are psyched about it. And you are listening to Spinning Thoughts. Welcome to another episode of Spinning Thoughts. This is Angelo coming at you. I want to thank you for being here. It's always fun to do these uh, little musical adventures with every single one of you. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Spin Thoughts. Now, this is another episode, one of so many, and I'm so grateful, uh, of our episodes featuring bands that are on Four Chord Music Festival 4. I'm calling it the Four Chord Music Festival 4 Extravaganza. You have to take a big breath before saying it, but... It's a great title. So in the spirit of these amazing bands that will be playing on September 10th, Extaza Nightclub, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Four Chord Music 4, we've got another one here to talk to you today, everybody. Let's get ready to say hello to Chris from Punchline. Chris, what up, dude? Hey, man. How's it going? I am doing great. Before we started taping, you were telling me that uh, you're, uh, you, you were gambling this weekend, huh? Yeah, I'm on my way back from uh, Wheeling Island Casino, where I spent the weekend uh, with some friends, and we did not do well. And also, <laughs> that stupid fight was on last night, and, oh. we, took McGre- and we took McGregor like a bunch of idiots. <laughs> yeah. so it, was, it wasn't a very good weekend in that respect, but it was still fun. Well, it, it made sense to go with McGregor like with the odds, I think, right? Like, you, yeah. you had a better chance of winning more money, so, I mean, you gotta right. respect that, right? Yeah, yeah, it didn't work out, though. <laughs> well, dude, I'm glad uh, that, you know, you had a good time, and, uh, of course, you're in the, uh, the van or the vehicle right now, so I appreciate you giving me some time to talk. Now, we're gonna kick things off. We're gonna talk about four chord in a little bit. We're gonna tease up to that, but uh, I actually want to dive into some really exciting stuff here. And I don't know how much you're gonna be able to talk about it, Chris. But the band has been working on a new album that's slotted uh, for release, I believe, in early 2018. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, we're shooting shooting for March for oh, release. Nice. All right, March. So that is definitely something to start looking forward to. Uh, believe it or not, I mean, we're already at the end of August. It's insane. It's insane how fast time goes. Uh, yeah, it's weird, man. It's weird. What can you tell me about this new musical adventure? I know it's not going to be much, but give me some insight as to what we can expect as fans of Punchline. Well, after uh, 20 years of being in this band, this, yeah. will be the first, this will be the first album that we recorded ourselves. What? Um, we're, we're having people that we worked with in the past uh, do mixing on the album, but we recorded it. Yeah, we recorded it ourselves between... Steve, our guitarist and singer, had a studio in Nashville. We recorded part of it there, uh, parts of it back in Pittsburgh, parts of it in Philadelphia. And uh, yeah, man, I'd say we're about 85% of the way there now. We just have some guitars, some vocals to finish up, and then uh, just some mixing and then getting it ready to go. This is exciting. This is a great time to be alive. I'm telling you, Chris, I'm so stoked for this. Now, as you you mentioned, the band just celebrated 20 years, which is, I mean, I can't believe it's been that long. You know, of course, I'm from Pittsburgh, 
And uh, when you think music in Pittsburgh, in Pittsburgh, you think punchline. No doubt about it. I can't believe it's been 20 ridiculously, insanely long years. Uh, th- what I want to know, Chris, is how are you? How did you guys approach this new album that that slotted for an early 2018 release? Has it changed your approach like throughout these two decades? Um, it's always been a matter of. Uh, we've been a group of people who everyone likes to write songs and everyone likes to write together. That's always been the main thing for us is just write a lot of songs. Uh, so <laughs> as far, as far as material, we probably have enough songs written for the next six or seven albums, but, uh, <laughs> it's always nice. It's always nice narrowing that down. That's my favorite part of being in a band is writing songs and recording them and then seeing what people think about them after the fact. I know it'd be nice to not care at all what people thought because for the most part, we write songs that we would like to listen to, but it's still nice to get a little bit of, uh, you know, feedback. I think that's pretty exciting. What That's my one of my favorite things is when we release a new album and see what people say about it. Dude, no doubt. It is an art, and it, it, nobody wants, you know, doing art and having other people see it, appreciate it, talk about it. I mean, that's what it's all about. It's what has uh, given us culture. Right. Um, so, yeah, I bet you that is an amazing feeling. Now, uh, I your your latest release uh, came in, I, I want to say, I'm, I, I'm going off memory. Is it 2015? Is that when Thrilled came out? Right, that's when Thrilled came out. And that's the latest, like, full collection of music from you guys, right? Right. And it's crazy because I feel like every album, we take a different approach in a way. With that album, we were really going for a polished uh, pop rock album. And um, I think then that's cool. I'm glad we did it. And I'm not saying that I wouldn't want to do that again, maybe in an album or two. But this new one's uh, way more organic rock album. It's it's an album that four guys in a room together uh who wrote rock songs together as opposed to maybe taking a more pop approach to it. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not knocking either approach. It's just how this one worked out. And that's why I'm pretty psyched on this one, man, especially uh, really getting to put our own vision behind it. Uh, when you're uh, recording and producing it yourselves. Um, I don't know. It's got that. It's got a little bit of, of something that maybe you can't, name but it makes it a little bit extra special when you're doing it yourself i suppose dude i bet and i i really liked thrilled i mean i've listened to your guys's stuff like i said born and raised in pittsburgh i've listened to you guys nice. for as long as i can remember and um and by the way i mean it's it's really fucking cool to be talking to you man i mean i've never gotten the chance to you know um so it's it's really cool i appreciate your time um, thanks man no doubt but i really loved thrilled i really really nice. really did um I tell a lot of people about that album. I know it's not like what one might consider like the punchline sound. I guess I don't know, but it, right. it, fucking phenomenal. Just a great album. Uh, Thanks, and I, man. yeah, I'm really excited to hear the new one because I'm sure we're about to jam out to us. Uh, the, the I guess a, the first single from it. I would assume. Um, right. So we're gonna hear that, and and I think that this is a clear indication that this is different from Thrilled, um, but but exciting nonetheless. I mean, are you? what's the hardest part right now like in the process that you're at with the new album you're saying like there's some mixes going around like what's like how did the final touches get like done i think that the biggest challenge and this isn't that big of a deal but i think the biggest challenge about uh you know recording and producing an album amongst your own bandmates is that when you go away to a studio if you're there for a month and once you leave that place everything is done 
and then it's in the hands of the producer to send you mixes and stuff. Well, with this, it's kind of like it could be a never-ending process if you let <laughs> if you let it be. Yeah, it could be because you know you're just constantly second-guessing the mixes. You're constantly thinking of things to change. Even with that song "Darkest Dark," which I guess you're going to play later in the podcast. Yep, it definitely changed a lot from the first run through uh, a lot of the rhythms changed uh, a lot of the melodies changed but I'm, I'm really happy with the way it ended up in the end but it just it took a while whereas if we would have uh just gone somewhere and recorded it you know we would have had the whole album mixed probably months ago maybe even like i don't know eight or nine months ago so that, <laughs> that's that's the one thing man it, it gets it gets drug out a little bit but i think in the end we're going to be really uh i don't know really proud of what we've done in the end Really excited, Chris. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to listen to Darkest Dark. This is off the upcoming album, which, Chris, it doesn't have a, a name yet, does it? No, no, we're, we're narrowing that down, but we should probably within the next month or so, we should be able to tell people what that is. We just got to agree, man. We all have, it's weird <laughs> because usually, usually name an album, someone suggests something and it's like, yep, that's it. This time, even that, even that part of it has been <laughs> a little tough, but but we're getting there. We're getting there. We got a few uh, a few choices. All right. Well, this is Darkest Dark off the soon to be named uh, upcoming album from Punchline. Everyone, enjoy.
So you just finished listening to Darkest Dark off of the soon-to-be-named, hopefully, uh, upcoming album from Punchline. A great, great track. Uh, what can you tell us about this song, Chris, that many people might not already know? Um, well, with this one, uh, it was definitely a, a group effort. Steve had, I believe, the the first verse in the chorus. We collaborated on all the rest of it. Uh, it's cool that on the recording, our friend Matt Thiessen from the band Reliant K sings the bridge. Yes. Um, a big fan of him as a songwriter and as a dude. And uh, it was cool to have him uh, on that song. Um, as far as, you know, we wanted to, which I guess is always kind of our goal with our songs is to write something that can, uh, that anyone can relate to. And in this song, uh, it's just for anyone that's gotten you through a tough time. Uh, we, you know, when we, even in the way, everything from the guitar tones to the style of song, we're trying to write songs that aren't, that in 10 years from now won't sound dated. You know what I mean? It doesn't just sound like something that came out in 2017. We're trying to write things that we think in 30 years from now can still sound good. And I, I don't know, I think there's been examples of both things over the course of our band. There's songs that I can still listen to now from of ours from 12 or 13 years ago and be like, okay, that still kind of stands the test of time. And then there's other songs I'll listen to and I'll be like, oh, that sounds exactly like everything sounded in the year 2005 or whatever, you know? So trying to write songs that have that timeless feel to them, you know? It's like your album Action, dude. I mean, it is a staple. It is a staple in that, like, era of music. You know it. You might nice. not say it, but it is. You know it. Thanks, man. Uh, you're that's, welcome. That's really nice of you to say. Uh, it, dude, no doubt. And um, I'm trying to remember the song. Again, I'm going off of memory here, but since I'm finally having the opportunity to talk to you, I'm going to mention this. This is a funny thing that I uh, would do as a kid, uh, like younger in high school. Um, I think it's, I know it's on action. I think it's the song, not afraid. Is that the one where the note is held out for an insanely long amount of time? That's the world. You're that's, okay. that's the next song after that, but I know what note you're talking about. Cause I think that. Okay. All right. So, and again, I'm sorry, it's been a minute, but I'm, I'm going off of memory. So the world, you're right, dude. Uh, I, so when I was like younger, like just getting my driver's license, you know, I'm playing in bands, like we're fucking jamming in the car and stuff. Um, I was sitting in the car with this guy named Seth Milberger. Do you know him? You, I think you do. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, from uh, Runner Up and um, yeah, man, that's my buddy, dude. So, um, <laughs> I used to like chill with him and a few other people, and we would sit in the car. And this is no lie. And try our best to fucking get that, hit that note and hold it. For nice. Dude, we used to like have like competitions <laughs> for it. Um, th how crazy that, that is, uh, that, that brings back great memories. Did you really hold that note that whole time or that, is that computer magic? Right. Oh, well, well, on the recording, that's Paul who holds that out. Okay. When okay. We, th then he was, then when we would play it live, uh, because he's singing, I think he kind of like, that's another thing. It's funny. Like on a recording, sometimes you'll be singing something and then a backup vocal of you will go over <laughs> your own vocal. And we try to, I, I remember when we first worked with the producer, Jamie Wolford, who we did our albums, part of our album, just say yes. And our whole album delightfully pleased with, we tried to avoid things like that yeah. because it, it doesn't translate live, but everyone in our band sings. So we could pull it off one way or another. But anyway, 
yeah, yeah, this is the time we can hold that note out. You just got to make sure you get a good front. <laughs> Dude, seriously, that brings back great memories. Like, that's like, nice. that's what Punchline was for us, man. Like, we just, we loved nice. you. It's so cool to be talking to you. Um, All right, so back on to being professional here. <clears throat> so, Chris, Punchline is playing Four Chord Music Festival for this year. It's September 10th, Extasa Nightclub, of course, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, this is the first time Punchline's been on this, right? Yes. Yes, it is. It just seems like it makes sense for Punchline oh, yeah. to be on this. Don't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's right up our alley um, music-wise, and, you know, obviously it's in Pittsburgh. Um, you know, Rishi, who set it up, does a great job of promoting it and getting the word out and making these great shows. The last we, He asked us last year, if we could play, but at the time Steve was living in Nashville and it was just a matter of scheduling and stuff. We just couldn't make it work with what everyone had going on, but I'm glad we could make it work this year. Last year's lineup was sick, no doubt, but man, I think, I think this is the one to be on, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah, man, it's great. This is nasty. So, you know, of course this is, I've done so many episodes. Uh, we're talking every band that's on the festival. It's been an honor to talk to everybody. Nice. So, you know, of course, there's bands like the Starting Line, State Champs, Hit the Lights, Punchline, uh, The Dangerous Summer. It's it's asinine, the the amount of bands that are really on this bill. I'm really looking forward to seeing you guys live. What can you tell me about give, – just give me a little insight to your set. I've been asking every band, tease it, if anything. Are we going to hear any new music? And maybe maybe what what album or what song do you think we'll hear another you know live performance of i think that for this show um because for this one show um our guitarist trevor uh he also plays in a folk trio called the end of america which they're amazing i mean they're like the new crosby stills and nash they are awesome. wow i'm gonna have to but, check that out the end of america check them out but because of scheduling, he is actually playing a folk festival that day. So uh, our the dude who is in our band forever, Paul, uh, is going to play this one show with us. Oh, wow. Uh, so because of that, I think that we're going to do mostly um, a set of and, – and on top of that, because there's so many bands and because our, our set is probably like 35 or 40 minutes as opposed to a full like – you know, lately we've been playing like an hour and 20 or an hour and a half yeah. long sets. Just because we have, you know, we've been doing some headlining shows, and on top of that, we have so many songs to pick from. But I think it's going to be, maybe we'll throw in a new song, but I think it's mostly going to be uh, Punchline Classics. Um, I think we're going to try to do a set of song, the songs that we think people that know us would want to hear the most. So you might hear some actions, some 37 everywhere, uh, some, you know, we'll kind of try, try to play at least one song from each of the past six or seven albums, but... Uh, I think we're going to spread it around like that for sure. Uh, so Paul is playing. That's interesting. Huh? Yeah, man. Okay. I'm, I, dude, I'm telling you, I've said this. I swear to God, every single band I've talked to, every band has told me something that I didn't know about like their set or something that has just made this event that is already fucking amazing like more amazing. Like it's just crazy. What the hell? This is great. Okay. Before I let you go, I've actually been wanting to tell you uh, something for a couple months. So believe it or not. So in March of this year, 2017, I had Anthony Ranieri on the show. And of course, nice. you, you know, from Bayside. Yeah. So I was talking to him 
I don't remember how. I'd have to go back and listen. But somehow we got on to talking about Punchline and how he's a huge fan. And I guess you guys are friends. We were talking. And then he stops me and he goes, dude, he's like, do you realize uh, what episode number this is? Because I always normally say the episode <laughs> number at the beginning. And it right. was episode 37, man. And, nice. <laughs> and he was like freaking out. I was like, dude, I've got to tell these guys. Like, this is crazy. Like, it's episode 37. Is is 37, like, is that still a thing for you? And I mean, does that still yeah. happen? Absolutely, man. It's, it's really weird because people will try to tell me, like, people will say, like, oh, yeah, you point out any number. If you point out any number and say, like, that's the number you see everywhere, then you're going to. But, but, dude, it's weird. With 37, like, I think that, like, I read up on it. And when people, for some reason, when the human mind thinks of, like, what's the most random number you can think of, that number pops into people's heads. And I don't know if it's because it's a big prime number. It's like a bigger prime. I don't know what it is about it. But. I mean, dude, the movie, there's so many examples. I always think of the movies, like every huge, or in my, in my book, book, like every one of my favorite movies ever, there's a very prominent 37. Like, for example, Forrest Gump's one of my favorite movies. When Forrest Gump is playing for Alabama, uh, he wears a number 37 in that movie. Uh, Shawshank Redemption's one of my favorite movies. Uh, Andy Dufresne's uh, Jail his uniform, his number, his jail number starts with a 37. Uh, there's 37s in Pulp Fiction, Days of Confused, Boogie Nights, uh, Clerks. Like every movie, there's like a prominent 37. I always noticed that one. But yeah, just in general, man, it's the truth. I'm forever, forever our <laughs> group of friends have seen it. Uh, and yeah, man, I, I, I wish I could deny that. I wish I could say like, oh, that's just something we said. But dude, for real. It's weird <laughs> now. And I was like just looking on the socials today, um, pre- you know, prepping before this interview. And I was looking at some posts, I think even from like the, the, the long past, like from a while ago um, about this 37 everywhere. And the amount of people that comment, I mean, large amounts of people that are commenting that are saying the same thing that they see it all over the place, too. It's pretty crazy. I like that. I like that we kind of made that our thing because I constantly like on facebook and twitter people are constantly tagging us in pictures of like if they saw a 37 they always tag us in it and i like that because i feel like for a number that you see all the time that if people are seeing it and they're associating with us it makes makes them think of us and it's, it's free advertising become, yeah it's kind of become our thing and, and three seven is always it's, it's almost like a punchline holiday dude you know? so i know uh, Oh, that is so cool. What a what a crazy like little nuance to talk about. I appreciate you uh, doing that. But I thought it was funny whenever I had Anthony on and he like put two and two together with it. So, yeah, uh, yeah awesome. He sees it. Yeah. So. <laughs> all right, Chris, uh, we are at the end of this episode. I kept you a little bit longer and I do appreciate it. Uh, before I let you go, is there anything else you'd like to add or say to your fans? To our fans, uh, I would just say, hey, thanks for listening to our music. We are for uh, pretty normal dudes who just like to make music. We're not trying to uh, do anything more than that. Is just trying to write the best songs that we possibly can. So uh, if you've stuck with us or if you've just heard us recently, thanks a lot for listening to our music. We appreciate it. Chris, I got to talk to you off the air for a moment, so don't hang up. But thank you so much for being here on Spinning Thoughts. Thanks for having me, man. Once again, I want to thank Chris from Punchline for being with me here for episode 98 of spinning thoughts i have loved punchline for as long as i've loved bands you know they 
are a staple for me. Very cool to talk to Chris. They'll be performing at Four Chord Music Festival 4 this Sunday, September the 10th. Extaza Nightclub. They are one of the feature bands. You will not want to miss this. I will not be missing it. I will be there. And apparently early 2018, we should be getting new music from Punchline. Keep your eyes and ears open. Make sure you're checking us out on Twitter at SpinThoughts. We have a Facebook and Instagram, SoundCloud. You can subscribe to the show for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, and more. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com. We have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight on Adobe Radio. This week we had Hit the Lights and The Starting Line. So if you missed episode 95 and 96, they will be dropping everywhere Friday, September the 8th. So make sure you're subscribed and be with us throughout this journey. I've got a few more episodes of bands playing four chord. One of them very well could be The Dangerous Summer. So please stay tuned. And until next time, make sure you share music. Spread love. Don't see me. Don't you